Welcome to PTJ Author Interviews. PTJ Editor-in-Chief Alan Jetty talks with authors about the most interesting and sometimes surprising aspects of their work. And now, Dr. Jetty. Hello, this is Alan Jetty, Editor-in-Chief of Physical Therapy, and I'm delighted to welcome listeners to this latest PTJ podcast. Joining me today are two colleagues. The first is Dr. Su Fung Chen, who is Associate Dean as well as professor in the School and Graduate Institute of Physical Therapy in the College of Medicine at the National Taiwan University. And joining her is a doctoral student working with her, Yen Ting. Welcome to both of you. Hi. Hello. I'm really excited to talk with you about your study, the title of which is Family Centered Care, Improved Neonatal Medical and Neurobehavioral Outcomes in Preterm Infants. It's a really interesting cross-cultural study, and what I thought I would do is give listeners a brief summary of your study, and then we'll go and talk about several questions. The investigators looked at family-centered care for preterm infants with very low birth weights, and they noted in their study that in Western societies, research has shown that this approach to care yields short to medium-term benefits. However, the interventions have rarely been uh, validated in Christian societies. So their randomized controlled study provided a unique opportunity to look at that. And they looked at whether or not a family-centered intervention program would improve short-term medical as well as neurobehavioral outcomes in preterm infants who had very low birth weight. And the country of focus here is Taiwan, and the design was a multi-center, single-blind, randomized control trial. The investigators enrolled 251 preterm infants from three different medical centers in Taiwan, and they were randomly assigned to receive either the family-centered care or usual care during their hospital stay. The results, as reported in their study, demonstrated short-term effects of family-centered care in promoting feeding, infant weight gain, hospital discharge, as well as neurobehavioral performance. And the effects, the investigators know, were likely achieved through parental adherence to the intervention. So that's a summary of the study. So for my first question, could you talk a little bit about the difference between Eastern and Western societies in parenting customs and family structures as well as the healthcare system that led you to want to replicate the earlier studies in Taiwan. Very happy to share the audience's our intervention study behind the scene. Our intervention story can be traced back to early nineteen nineties when I finished my doctoral study at Boston University and returned to Taiwan to initiate neonatal physical therapy for high risk infants. And I have noticed at that time that high risk infants in Western developed countries have been well protected by law for their right of early intervention and various types of intervention programs have been designed and investigated for their effectiveness. And systematic reviews and meta-analysis have even made recommendations on the types of intervention services that are beneficial for preterm infants and their family. However, in Taiwan, the legislation of early intervention was approved in early 1990s. 
implementation of early intervention for high-risk infants was minimum because there are some cultural differences in Taiwan, and we are not sure whether the same interventions could be feasible and effective for our children. Here are some examples of cultural differences. In the aspect of parenting custom, Taiwanese parents are more protective in parenting, especially when giving birth of premature babies. And they believe that eating and sleeping well are the most important activities for young infants to grow, and therefore tend to overlook interactive or developmental activities at early age. And the aspect of family structure, many couples are working parents that the grandparent or relatives may live together or nearby to share parenting responsibility. And in the aspect of healthcare system, our national health insurance provides universal and comprehensive coverage of medical care. And hospitals and clinics are accessible for the parents. And although home has been considered as an important environment for young infants, home visit is not covered by our insurance yet. So we need to modify the Western intervention programs to meet our cultural needs. That's very helpful, and it, it leads me to my next question. You described some of the cultural differences, and in your design, you compared the family-centered intervention with usual care. Could you talk a, a little bit about what components uh, were typically included in the usual care for these infants? Yes, the usual care program received five sessions of interventions in hospital that contains environmental moderations, feeding support, massage, dietic interaction activities, child developmental skills, parental support and education, and transition home preparations. These services were delivered by the physical therapists and nurses at the study hospitals. Parents were asked to participate in intervention at least one session before discharge. Then, after discharge, parents would have received seven sessions of phone calls for consultation on general care issues and being provided a handbook on general information of child care. How did the family-centered care differ from usual care? What were the major elements that were different from usual care? Because the three study hospitals are medical centers that the Professional Association of Neonatologists, Nurses, Physical Therapists have conducted continued education for neonatal care and have been recommended the standard procedures to provide developmental supportive environment in the neonatal intensive care unit. To minimize the variation in usual care, we have held a pre-trial meeting at each hospital to standardize the procedure, and we also provide hospital staff a checklist that covers the components of usual care for each children before discharge. Yes, I think you've described, Yen how you standardize the family-centered care, but if you could talk a little bit about the key elements in the family-centered intervention that were different from usual care. I think that would help the listeners understand what you were really uh, focused on. 
Yes, the Family Center Care is the FGIP group that they also receive five in-hospital intervention sessions. And then after discharge, they receive four 20-week and three home visits. The component was like loss of usual care, but we deliver the intervention service in a structural way. The trained physical therapists demonstrate all the intervention activities in three booklets and two DVDs. These booklets and DVDs were provided to parents for practicing at home. And more importantly, we request the parents to attend all the intervention sessions and ask them to record the duration and frequency of performing the intervention activities at home. The records have been collected for one year through the intervention period. Then the difference between SCIP and the usual care that we emphasize the family center care, that parents have to attend all of the intervention stations, but usual care, they have to attend at least one station. Okay, thank you. That's very helpful. In your study report, you noted several outcomes that were affected, both medical and neurobehavioral, including achieving earlier full internal feeding, greater daily weight gain, younger age of discharge, compared to usual care infants. How do these results compare with findings that have been conducted in Western cultures? Compared to the major studies conducted in Western countries, our results were consistent with the NICAP findings for American pretend infants that the intervention was beneficial for feeding, weight gaining, and facilitating early hospital discharge. However, the FCIP failed to improve the neonatal respiratory related mobilities in pretend infants, such as feeding desaturation, chronic lung disease, and retinopathy of prematurity. Why do you think the intervention, when applied in Taiwan, did not impact neonatal respiratory-related morbidities in these infants? Well, this finding is really surprising. We went back to look at the sample characteristic of two clinical trials and have found that main difference may come from the proportion of uterine growth status for gestational age, that is SCA define a birth body weight lower than 10% of the norm. The, the FCIP include a greater proportion of preterm infants with HGA, that is 443 to 48.8%, than the NICAP study in our first trial, that is 158 to 35.8%. And human studies showed that the impact of fetal growth restriction on the respiratory functions in preterm infants could vary from an increased, decreased, or equivocal effect, depending on the natural or duration of insults. We need to know more about the changes in the pulmonary structure and function of preterm infants with HGA and their respiratory responses to developmental intervention at early age. Thank you. Thank you. In the discussion in your paper, you talk about a follow-up study currently underway that's going to look at the longer-term developmental effects of your family-centered intervention. Do you have any findings as yet from that longer-term study? 
Yes, our uh, preterm infants have grown into preschoolers now. During the intervention period from birth to one year of corrected age, the uh, family-centered care groups show higher quality of mother-infant interaction in free play, meaning mothers became more positive and responsive to their infant's behavior, and the dyadic interaction was more coordinated and synchronized than the control group. And the follow-up of developmental outcome at two years show that the family-centered care group had a, high, had a lower rate of developmental disability according to physician's diagnosis at a clinic and have achieved higher gross motor scores on the Bailey assessment than the control group. However, the two groups were comparable in cognitive and language outcomes and we look forward to sharing our long-term follow-up data at preschool age very soon. Now I look forward to seeing that. That's really very encouraging. Have you begun efforts to try to disseminate this approach to family-centered uh, intervention in Taiwan more broadly? Yes. Actually, we have a continued education last year with Association of Neonatologists, Nurses, physical therapists and occupational therapists, and we have introduced the design and have shown them the evidence of the randomized controlled trials. And we hope that the procedures of intervention in the hospital and after discharge could be used in other hospitals as well. Have you encountered any resistance to the approach well, I, that, that you studied? Well, I think the not the resistance, but the way how we approach the parents and the way how we collaborate together to deliver the intervention services, that there needs some time for some hospital staff to become familiar with the procedure and the type of services that uh, we have designed. That's really interesting. You mentioned in your description of the family-centered intervention that it was, in fact, multimodal. Do you have any thoughts on what were the most important elements of the intervention now that you've, you've been studying it for some time? Ellen, you have asked a very tough question, but a critical one. Previous intervention studies have recommended comprehensive intervention for preterm infants but never teased out the intervention effect by a specific element. What we have tried to explore in our clinical trials was to test the social and biological pathways that could possibly link the elements and outcomes. And the first clue was that we have found enhancement of mother-infant interaction with the mediator for effective intervention on child cognitive outcomes. And this implies that teaching interactive activities at early age may be important to enhance child cognitive outcome at later age. And the second evidence was that we have found improved emotion regulation with the mediator for effective intervention on internalizing behavior outcome in preterm infants. And this implies that the elements of environmental modulation and baby massage may be important for behavioral outcomes. And both studies have been published in the Journal of Research in Developmental Disabilities. 
and in the current trial, we found a positive relation between parental adherence of POM activities and neonatal neurobehavioral performance. And goal achievement in intervention was associated with neonatal weight gain. So these mediator analysis suggest that the ways how interventions influence child developmental outcome are pretty complex and the relation might be outcome-specific and the influence may involve multiple modalities. In addition, the strategies that we adopt to enhance parental adherence of home activities may have a boosting effect. That's really interesting. Well, I want to thank both of you for publishing your work in physical therapy and for taking the time to talk with me about uh, your very interesting and I think extremely important work. I wish you'd continue success as you continue to, to pursue this work, and I look forward to seeing more of it in the future. Thank you both. Thank you, Thank Alan. You.